Let's chew it up, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, except Robin Hood. Those guys can fuck off. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as usual, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. And hello to the listeners. I often forget to say hi to them. So, hey, how you doing? Um, man, uh, oh, yeah, hi. We, we thought this was just going to be like, a, eh, it's kind of a house showy week with one match that's kind of a highlight and a couple of Mr. Bread things. But uh, we were wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. We were supposed to. Well, I thought we were recording yesterday, and uh, that doesn't matter. We didn't. We didn't. We did not end up doing that, and uh, I think that worked out for our benefit because usually after we record a show, listeners, there's news about an hour later or something like that. So we held off a day, and we've also got news. And yes, uh, I was like, oh, house shows. There's only four matches. Oh, nothing's happening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. We were yeah. wrong. <laughs> so, everyone, we are a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. We like to uh, talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We also swear a lot, so uh, be aware of that. And there's a, a few ways you can contact us if you wish to. So, uh, we're at, we're at uh, neveropenpod at gmail.com if you want to send a voicemail or an email, whatever. And if you want to get on. Uh, the Tweety, and contact us that way. I'm at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Druce for Tweets. Oh, breathe, Luke, breathe. And uh, we're collectively at Never Open Pod. It's yeah. True. Did I do that right? I, I did. did. You got it. You nailed it. I don't... You know, I know that, you know, this week was crazy. There's all kinds of shit going on, but... I mean, always breathe with the switchblade. You know, just just everybody calm down, breathe a little bit with the switchblade. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. So, oh, by the way, I watched my. Oh, we we did we didn't do uh, much conversing before the show this week, so uh, sorry about that, everyone. But uh, I also watched my preview match again for next episode. So, like, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm rocking and rolling, dude. Oh yeah. Look, there's a lot of stuff to do. Now, uh, you got a Kojima, Kojima tweet. Kojima, what the fuck was that? We got a Kojima tweet. Uh, we got, what, a couple voicemails, and then we can get to the shows, I guess. And it's my cat. There's Dude. your cat. So we aren't even talking about evil. What the hell? No. Should we be talking about evil? No, but your cat usually shows up when we do. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that is true. She does, she does like evil. Which is probably why we get along. By the way, she's she. I don't know how she did it, but she managed to claw the inside of my wife's face yesterday, like right in the upper lip, but on the inside. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Anyway, the perils of cat ownership. You know, yeah, and, that's and right. Isn't the deal like everything in Australia that's native to the country there wants to kill you? So your cat just yeah, must be native to Australia, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You take the cat out of Australia and it uh, becomes a lot more placid, a lot more timid. Oh, man, I feel like there's, like, so much to, to do. And I'm still on my first coffee of the day, everyone, so this is going to be a lot of fun. But <laughs> should, should we start us off with some bread action? There's going to be a bit of bread action tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, too. we can talk about Mr. Bread real quick. You know, um, he was feeling very nostalgic this week. And who, I'm, who we're talking about, of course, is, is, 
you know, Satoshi Kojima, uh, who we affectionately refer to as Mr. Bread because of his affection for bread and our affection for him. And uh, this week he had a big yep. match, but and he did tweet about that. However, like I said, he was feeling very nostalgic. It was like the 20-year anniversary to some big thing that happened in all Japan. And, you know, and, and he was writing these tweets about Giant Baba and, and some of his older folks that he'd been around. And so... You know, he wanted to, uh, I don't know, he just wanted to talk about it. So here we go, our Kojima Tweet of the Week. Get this out of the way right away. It says, quote, There is a 20-year age difference between Tenryu and me. Tenryu-san, special move at the time I transferred to All Japan was called 53 years old. At that time, I thought it was a long way to go. But I will be 53 years old in three years. When I think about it, I feel that a person's life is so quick. It's hard. Jizz emoji. Unquote. <laughs> Jizz emoji. Oh, Kojima, I don't think that emoji means what you think it means. <laughs> so, okay, so it's not that something happened 20 years ago. He was lamenting this. But, like, there was some kind of, like, anniversary of Giant Baba. Maybe it's his death or his birthday or something. So he was feeling, you know, kind of upset about All Japan. And we're going to talk a little tiny bit about All Japan later on in this episode. And that'll be fun. So uh, I think uh, more and more, Luke, I'm going to try my best to work in you know, some more history, uh, old history about New Japan, because I'm learning this stuff, uh, you know, just like you are, and, and I don't know, I'm interested in more of that. Yep, I think, of course, we're both interested in history, like, we both have a segment at the end of the show, which is uh, pretty much all about, oh, it's half about that, I mean, other times it's just like, hey, let's rewatch this match, or this funny match, but yeah, we like dipping in and out of New Japan history, yeah, of course. Well, so does Kojima. So while well, you want to hit yeah. these voicemails here, and, and maybe, I don't know, I haven't listened to them, but maybe one of them will lead into the big news. If not, then we'll hit that next, I guess, right? Yep. All right, so we got two e uh, voicemails, and again, you can send those to neveropenpod at gmail.com. So let's hear what this first one is. Uh, let's Here we go. All right. Hey, guys, this is Jay from Twitter. I hope you're doing well. Um, my question for you is, with the recent happenings between AEW and NJPW, do you think the Never title could ever hit American soil? If so, who do you think could beat the ace over in AEW? Look forward to your answer. Bye. There we go. Jamie asking um, us to do a little fantasy booking. My least favorite yep. thing. However, I am a big fan <laughs> of voicemails, so thank you so much for the voicemail. But this leads into a great way to talk about one of our new set, news things, right? Yes, it is. All right, so this happens after all the New Japan pro wrestling shows, and uh, I'm watching AEW with uh, with Charity, and it's, it's doing all right. You know, we're having a good time. It's a decent show, which is uh, exactly what we wanted. We were. Uh, uh, it was their four-year wedding anniversary yesterday. So, yep. Uh, by the way, just as a, uh, a weird kind of uh, a side note, the, the day after my wedding anniversary is like the anniversary of me being in an armed robbery. What? Uh, not doing it, of course, but being in one. So, yeah. Uh, kind of weird how that happens. I'm like, yay, it's an anniversary of one of the greatest days of my life. So uh, not next, only, not only then Luke, the next days I hold my beer, bitch. <laughs> so your cat's trying to kill you, the snakes and the spiders are trying to kill you, and the people are trying to kill you? 
Yeah, that's right. Jesus twice Christ. as big and twice as deadly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a few years ago now, so I don't stress, listeners. I'm all, I'm all right. I'm all good. But uh, when she asked the question, oh, by the way, we're going to talk about AEW a, a, a bit. When she asked the question originally, I was just like, oh, man, who would I want to see Shingo face? And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, shit, it's Tanahashi. That's got the, the title. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on. Spoiler. But yes, I'm watching AEW with my wife. We're having a good time. And then the main event, main event happens, and it's uh, Phoenix, Moxley, and shit. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, all right. So it's uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. There we go. Versus. Fuck, what was that made event? Oh, my God. See, I write notes for freaking uh, New Japan. W. Yeah, I'm right. not sure. I, I, you know, you, I woke up right. often. What happens is I'll wake up to messages from you and vice versa. And I woke up to a message that was like, shit, dude, we got some stuff to talk about. And so I've looked up the, uh, the little gif or whatever of what happened because oh, I am it. not going to watch three packed. hours of it just to see that or however long that show is. So it's two hours, but yeah, it's a uh, pack who I have a pack t-shirt. Like what the, f oh, it's a death triangle. One, <laughs> right? still. It's Pack Phoenix and Moxley versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, and I'm watching this match, going, "Oh yeah, this is really, this is really cool. It's exciting shit. I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going." I think the Kenny stuff I was a little down on when he became champ because I'm usually not into him being a, a champion, but I'm kind of getting into this stuff. And then Moxley's about to do the uh, the Death Rider. We'll use the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling name for his finisher, and. Uh, some mask guy comes out and beats him up. I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't even think anything of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder who this is. Because everyone wants to beat up Moxley in AEW, right? Mask comes off and, oh, shit, it's fucking Kenta. And uh, he, you know, puts the go to sleep on uh, Moxley and the feed cut out. So it was 2 o'clock, so uh, the show was finished. So, yes, uh, it filled me with incredible excitement to see a new japan pro wrestler in aew and i think it's a good way to drum up some interest in the upcoming united states title match unfortunately as alex kozlov is still going to be commentating that match so <laughs> you can build it up as much as you like but uh, there's still going to be a bit of shit stuck to it so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was the big thing for uh, aew this week i'm like Oh, I remember about a month or two ago, you're like, Luke, do you want to talk AEW? Nah. This week, I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good stuff. And uh, I'll probably mention uh, some of the Bullet Club guys in AEW and all that a bit, little bit later because that'll be a little relevant with some of the uh, backstage comments. On to Jay's question. Well, if it was Shingo, I'd be looking at all like the tough strong dudes like i don't know brian cage would be pretty fun pentagon uh eddie kingston for sure uh tanahashi uh i don't know mate yeah i'd still like to see him against eddie kingston maybe or uh definitely moxley there's so many guys i'd like to see him wrestle there uh park uh, for sure fuck that's a long list probably not someone like orange or anything like that but some of their more um Tough, nut, hard-hitting wrestlers. I'd definitely love to see wrestle Tanahashi. And, and of course, lose. Yeah, well, 
I okay now I'm not I'm not here to poo-poo anything. I'm not trying to be a shithead. I just I'm honest, I'll tell you how I feel. Um I think that you know we're putting we're getting a little ahead of ourselves if we're starting to you know figure out some fantasy booking thing oh, that's we, going we on. We definitely are. And and that's fine. You're you're allowed to do that as a fan. That's that's what a lot of people like to do. I personally am not a big you know, I don't like to dream. I like to see what's in front of me, and I like to know what's what's behind. And I try not to guess what's coming up because a lot of times when I do, it it makes it not as fun to watch. And so, if you don't want to hear this, <laughs> I'm about to say fast forward like 30 seconds. But um, I I will tell you what will happen if a belt besides the United States Championship makes it into AEW. Um, is the Cody will fast get... forward 30 seconds? What's that? I'm joking. I was just saying, how do I fast forward 30 seconds? Oh. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, that Cody will get that title shot. So that's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that's who's going to get that title shot. So if uh, if there's anything big going on with New Japan and, and if Moxley oh, wasn't there, it would be Cody doing all this. So, you know, dude, I, it makes sense. Um, there's been a few times, I haven't done it for a while, but there have been a few times on AEW where either JR. Uh, Cody himself or someone else has referred to Cody as the ace. Right. Yeah. So, so that's your match. If somebody's going to face Tanahashi and that, I could does, that does not get me excited in any way, shape or form. Especially well, you haven't really seen his AEW stuff. Have you? No, I I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care about AEW. So I'm sorry. I but, but my point is, is that, that doesn't excite me at all. That makes me upset, you know, but it, it is what it is. And I really think this is a smart move by New Japan, though, finally getting this whole thing figured out, which clearly this is what they've been wanting to do this whole time. And it just didn't, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to work out exactly perfectly like they wanted to. I think this was Meiji didn't want it. What's that? Meiji didn't want it. Harold May, Meiji, Meiji, Harold, the right. old president. He wasn't a fan of um, crossovers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can understand that. I'm not sure all the ins and outs of that. All I'm saying is is that it's a smart move to finally, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people who've never watched New Japan Strong are going to watch it, and they need to step their fucking game up because, holy shit, they got a long way to go. Uh, because the AEW I have seen, it's very slick. Uh, the presentation's very professional, other than the announcing from what I hear. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of great wrestlers there, and, and I think there's some good stuff. I just don't personally watch it because I just, I don't know, man. Uh, wrestling burned me so bad last year that I'm just like, I like New Japan and that's it. So maybe one day and maybe I'll have to watch it for this uh, upcoming stuff and I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything, but that's just what I think about it. Well, the other little bit of news is uh, next week on AEW Dynamite, it will be uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley teaming up against Kenny Omega and Kenta. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you, you will have to be our our AEW like specialist on this show, you know, because I will watch it if I have to, but only yeah, I don't really want to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a wrestling snobby hipster, everyone. That's okay. <laughs> pretty much. It's all good. <laughs> it's all right. All right. Hey. I don't mind talking a little bit about AEW. I know we both watched a four-hour show from another company, which we probably won't even talk about at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. That was bad. Um, it's so weird. You know, just briefly to hit on that, I'm watching that show Sunday night, and I'm thinking, and I was with friends that I can just be complete shithead about, and they're, like, having a good time, making fun of it. And, and I, again, like what, you know, like stuff that you like. I'm not trying to tell you that you're wrong or that you shouldn't like something. Like whatever you want and, and, and have fun with it. I can't. Yep. 
and <laughs> and uh, I'm just sitting there. Well, I was looking at Twitter, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, amazing! This was so much better than that, and that was so great." And I'm like, "Man, are we even watching the same thing?" Because I just saw poopy, lots of it. I think I, I think what a general consensus was is like that was a good WWE show, but considering all the other shows lately have been shit, uh, even a like a, a five is probably going to stand out. I don't know. It's fine. It's all right. Well, let's move on. Yeah, we, we got, got another voicemail. voicemail. So Thanks, uh, Jay. Yes, thank you so much for the voicemail. Keep them coming. There are no dumb questions. There's only dumb uh, co-hosts, and that's me. So, yep. All right. So the that's next one, are you ready for this one? Yep. All right. Good afternoon, Never Open Podcast. Uh, get right to it here. Sorry, Grumpy, but this one, this one goes directly out to Mr. Guy. Okay, Mr. Guy, <laughs> I need you to to leverage some of your professional wrestling contacts for me. I need you to confirm that the CMLL ring is, in fact, made out of concrete. Is that not the hardest ring in the history of both hardness and rings? Oh, my goodness. I was watching that La Sombra Nakamura match you guys recommended, and... Uh, Anytime anybody took a bump, I thought uh, every bone was going to shatter. So, yeah. <laughs> Is there a harder ring in all of wrestling? I think not. And uh, you know what, Grumpy? To be fair, I just had something hit the top of my head. What is your favorite championship title belt of all time? I'm not talking about the wrestler, the he, the she, the, the inner species, whatever, that wore the title. I'm talking about the actual title itself. So what is your favorite title belt of all time, and why is it the ICW, ICWA, Texarkana Television Championship? Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a great show. Uh, that's Dave Howard, by the way. Thanks for the voicemail, Dave Howard. Um, I, I actually have a surprise for Dave because I have an answer for this because that ring is not the hardest ring, actually. Um, there is an even harder ring, and you guys have all seen it. Everyone who's listening to this has probably seen this ring before. You just don't know it. In the early days of the Being the Elite show, there was a outro that they always did where the uh, the Young Bucks were in a ring and they were doing, you know, crotch thrusts and uh, towards a drone that was flying away. It was like a drone shot. And that was the end of like a bunch of different episodes of Being the Elite. And that is the CMLL practice ring. <laughs> And it's so I've I've actually met someone, uh, I think two people that have practiced in that ring, and they said it is the hardest ring they've ever had. It's like an old boxing type ring or something like that, and it is no bueno. So even the uh, CMLO regular ring, I mean, maybe that's why that ref gets is so careful when he gets down to you know to count, oh, is because he knows he's doing the counts it hurts his hand. <laughs> right. So. Oh, that makes. Oh uh, yeah, we'll fuck that guy anyway. But yeah, I. <laughs> It's fine. Well, uh, so Grump, now that belt that he mentioned, I don't know what the hell that is. So, uh, can you tell me about that, or is that uh, do you have a different belt you like? Um, mine's gonna be like the fucking easiest, dumbest answer there is, uh, right. Mister Howard. Uh, it's pretty much like uh, when we started this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how many names I gave you, Mister Andy, but I think one of the first two. It was like the never open podcast. I was just like, you were just like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, here's some names. I'm just just bombarding you with names and stuff. And and you're just like, yeah, never open pod. So yeah, it's 
it's the uh, probably the yeah the never open title. Uh, why? Uh, I just like how hard fought it is. It's like it's a it's a title that's hard to keep. Uh, you hadn't, haven't had more than no one's had more than four defenses with that title. I think only two people have made it that far, maybe three. I think uh, Ishii has, uh, Tanaka has, and I think uh, Shingo made it, almost made it that far. Uh, and I think uh, Suzuki in his first reign made it pretty far as well. So, yeah, uh, it's a hard belt to keep. And I never feel like when that belt changes hands, I never feel like it's being kind of hot-shotted or just thrown around or anything like that because it's kind of like that precedent is there. Like, these are freaking tough motherfucking matches. And... It's it's there. It's really grueling shit. Like these guys aren't going to take it easy at the start, and then uh, and then work their way up to something big. They're going to just they're just going to smash each other. Usually, that's going to be a little different with the title match we talk about tonight. But yeah, it's uh, probably the easiest, lamest answer to give you, <laughs> Mister Howard. But uh, it's that one. You know, uh, you're if you're right, asking. Luke. What- you don't. You have to earn that belt, and nobody, for the most yeah. part, ever cheats to win that belt. That's not a thing that happens right. with it. That's right. Like even Tai Chi, like his cheating was, I guess, to the minimum. I guess, but uh, he, he's probably the closest you've come to someone being a douche for it. But even still, he proved himself as a pretty good never guy. If you're asking me what other titles I kind of like, um, I was always partial of the uh, the gift of the gods. Oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, the old WCW Cruiserweight title nice. was uh, always a fave of mine as well. You know, there's been a few over the years, but yeah, the Never Open title is my favorite. Dude, Gift of the Gods, that's a good answer because, man, that is one of the coolest titles ever. And one of these days, one of these days, New Japan's going to go on like a month-long break and we're going to be like, Hey, you want to like you want to talk about Lucha Underground one episode? Yeah, before, you yeah. Know? <laughs> so. I love the Gift of the Gods title, dude. And just in case listeners don't know what it is, it's like, all right, wrestlers have to have competing matches for an amulet. All the amulets like connect to this title belt. There's a a, a blow off match where all the qualifiers wrestle for this belt, and the winner of that belt gets a guaranteed title shot at the Lucha Underground title. Except like you. You know the title. What you cash in isn't a briefcase; it's another title. And the longer you hold on to that title, other wrestlers are going to be like, "Well, I want a title shot." So, mm-hmm. fucking, I'm, I'm taking your gift of the gods title off you. Oh, it's fucking cool shit. Well, I love it. And as soon as they cash it in, it resets. So it's not. Yeah. They might have three different gift of the gods champions in a year. So imagine if as soon as Seth Rollins cashes in the Money in the Bank or whoever the fuck has it, you know, they then then somebody the next. Day, they have a fucking or the next time there's a show there's a another money in the bank match so there's always a guy with that thing you know which i thought was a, a cool twist on it by the way lucha underground is the best show ever at taking classic wrestling things like that and just putting a little twist on it and making it fit in this amazing story we we don't have time for this but man it's an amazing show so great we really don't but yeah that's a fucking cool title. I just like the concept of it. Like, I don't, I know New Japan kind of does it because you got to fight for that briefcase or whatever, but it's not the same. It doesn't look like a title, you know? <clears throat> the Well, the, yeah. the briefcase is like, usually there's like three, at the most, three people involved. And it's usually only two. So like the, the Gift of the Gods involves like six or seven wrestlers. And all of those guys have 
you know, a claim to it. So when one guy wins, you got six or seven other guys waiting for him to feud with. It's really great storytelling device. Yep. And uh, fuck, I missed that. All right, dude. Uh, I miss it, even though a lot of the wrestlers that have used to be on it have gone on to, you know, really good things, and I'm really happy for them. But uh, I'm selfish. Get your asses back to Boyle Heights and uh, make me some more fun. Yeah, go I'm, wrestle I'm in the third. <laughs> That's right. All right, man. You ready to uh, actually talk about some New Japan Pro Wrestling shows? Oh, I am. But before that, Luke, I have one more thing right. I need to mention, and yep. it's really important because you know I am doing my best to educate and to get facts and stuff like that. And I looked some, up some information on this uh, this gymnasium because uh, we're talking about the New Beginning show. Um, and, and it was at in the – I, I, what's that? Is this New Beginning in Nagoya? Road to New, New Beginning, isn't that the – the first one, wasn't that the – prefectural gymnasium and it's confusing now i know you said it's in nagoya because it is however it's in the province or something of aichi and uh this gymnasium i've always wondered what these things are so it's it's named for the nagoya dolphins b league basketball team uh and it's on the same land as nagoya castle which has it's really famous for getting blown and bombed to shit uh by yankee doodles during world war ii so you're welcome is that what castle attack's gonna happen it could have something to do with Castle Tack. We'll talk about that later. Um, I have I don't have that fact in here. However, my next fact is uh, that they started rebuilding that castle in 1957, and a few castles have been built on that site over the past 500 years, starting in the Sengoku period, Luke. <laughs> there we go. It all fits. I just thought that was important. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll hurting my brain but yeah what we're talking about is uh new beginning in nagoya which is at the he uh prefectural gymnasium yeah this is the one with the uh, awesome main event dude this isn't a road two this is like new beginning part one this is weird isn't it it's like starting with the big show and then we're gonna go backwards that's i like it it's fun it 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 does feel like that doesn't it so all right let's do it new beginning in nagoya and we start off with evil pimps with Dick, which is not the train I wanted. I want evil Dick with, well, no one. And, uh, <laughs> and that's it. Versus Okada and Yano. Uh, not much to say about that. Look, I'm going to say it again. Set the fucking date already. For God's sakes, why are you... Yeah, like, if I don't... If there's no date set, I just feel like this feud is going to go forever. So, come on. Let me know. We, we need to know, please. Uh, so, look... There's not much to say in this match unless uh, Mr. Andy wants to say a little more. But Yano wins with a hit to Yujiro's life makers. The end. Yeah, Yano. Yeah, I, I'm just sick of this combination. The more Okada hangs around, uh, you know, evil, the more I'm like, I don't really like evil anymore. You know, it's like it's just he's just ruining for him. And Okada is an enigma because he is one of the coolest people on the planet, but he's a fucking dork. Uh, you know, he tries to sell... Uh, so he picks up some thunder sticks at the end of the uh, of the match, and he's like, oh, I'm going to sell some of these for New Japan. So he starts playing air drums like a nerd, and I just wanted to be like, just stop. Just don't do that, man. Don't do that around evil, at least. Come on. You just beat him, and then you're going to be a nerd? Come on. Look, we've already got one musician... In the fucking New Japan Pro Wrestling roster, it's Tanahashi. That's right. Now, take your drumsticks and get the hell out. That's right. 
<laughs> he thinks he's the drummer in the band, and he's not even invited to play. Well, that's because he'll, he'll want to go off and do a fucking drum solo or something like that. You better believe it! God. Yeah, he's not keeping time with the rest of the band. Fuck that. <laughs> he, he's uh, chaotic, if, if, if I'm allowed to make that joke. And I am, because I just did. <laughs> All right, so we got Wato, Show, Honma, and God versus the LIJ guys. It's everyone except Shingo. So Naito, Sonata, Bushi, and Hiromu. And I'd say the evil Okada programs going has been going for as long as like maybe the show Hiromu one or the God Sonata one. Except I know when those matches are happening. And I know what they're leading up to. So, yes. Give us a date. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, Whew. All right. So, yeah. What? I, I mean, I just... Am I allowed to talk about this one now? Or are you, you well, have nothing to say about this match? No, no. I was about to talk about it. But no, okay, you, go, you ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Like. I mean, I was about to say it's a fun match. And uh, I just adore everything that Naito is doing to Honma. Yes. So much so that uh, I really do want to see that singles match so I can watch Naito just pour salt on him for about 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> that would be fucking hilariously amazing. And I don't think it's this night, so I won't mention it, but uh, Naito and LIJ do some funny shit to, to Honma, and I, I just lapped it up. Look, all, this goes without saying, I guess, but like, there's great teasers with uh, Sho Hiromu and God and Sonata, but uh, Shock Arrow on Bushi. It's, uh, I'm running out of things to say about this group, too, just like the beginning one. Except, you know, this is good. Is it good? Yeah. Uh, is it anything new? Not really. But, um, you know, it's fun, and, and I think we'll get something more fun uh, as we move on with these guys. But, you know, these guys are all great wrestlers. Hanma is sticks out like a sore thumb in some situations because he can't go anymore as far as, you know, running and things. And so he really sticks out in these matches and they kind of highlight that, which is super shitty, but it's the story. So I get it, you know? Yeah. All right, man. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. We Ooh, got a couple stipulation the, uh, matches coming it's up the, here. It's, yeah. It's battle of the bad haircuts. Loser <laughs> loses the rights to use the Mongolian chop. So who's going to lose this match, Mr. Andy? Is it going to be the grizzled old dad veteran, or is it going to be the young guy with a long career ahead of him? I wonder. Um. <laughs> I, I, you know, I was thinking both ways because I could see, well, you know, Tenzon still got something in the tank, and maybe, you know, this is just a way for him to, like, you know, continue a feud with this guy. But then... You know, as when we talk about the result of this match and then kind of what has been happening, I started to put together all the pieces and how, you know, Okan has the fucking rocket strapped to him, and that's what's going on here. He Look, he's already lost against Okada and Tanahashi. He can't lose too many more matches, right? Big, right. Ma big matches. And I say that. Uh, even though uh, I really need him to lose the next major singles match he looks like he's going to be in. But, uh, yeah, look, this one was okay. Uh, I would say it was, like, maybe a little botchy or a little safe kind of looking. It was fine. I was, I was entertained. It wasn't too long, so, you know, it was all good. Uh, but, of course, Dominator and Okan wins. Uh, yeah, I want to like him, but... I, I guess for his kind of pace to work, 
uh, Okan's pace to work in a match. He needs to wrestle faster dudes. Yeah, I could see that. I understand why you would say that because this is like two guys who wrestle the same style and that style is not super entertaining. So it was like, you know, it's it just... I thought it was really well done. It just wasn't my favorite style. You know, this kind of like slow mm-hmm. brawl. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of brawling to, unless it's like Suzuki doing it anyway. So, you know, but um, as usual though, Luke, I do have a, uh, you know, namesake of Okan uh, fact uh, this week. And that's for, you know, right. of course, Genghis Khan. And, uh, you know, this is fun stuff. These are fun facts. Um, mm-hmm. Genghis Khan, of course, you know, was a great conqueror. And he would systematically kill entire cities and their armies. And you ask, well, what do you mean systematically? And he, he could kill thousands upon thousands of people in a day. And you say, well, wait a second. I tried to kill one person and it was really hard. I couldn't even do it. You know, how could he kill that many people? And what he do is that they, they figure out how many... I mean, there's a system behind this. He, he found out how many people were in the city. He said there's 20,000 people there. And he's got uh, 5,000 soldiers. So he just divide the number by how many he had and say, okay, well, each soldier has to kill four people. And then in just a few minutes, 20,000 20, people are dead. Just like that. So fun fact again. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I keep thought you were going to say that fucking Genghis was like, look, I need to know how many people are in this fucking city. So... Or you take some men and go to a fucking census, count that shit up, and then, uh, all right, yeah, four people each. Yep, all right, cool. I mean, kind of. That's pretty much it. I mean, it's just not quite a census. I think it was more of a general idea. But the point is, is that, you know, they could kill a lot of people. And so uh, Okan has a lot to live up to. <laughs> now, okay, so my favorite thing about this match is remember when Tenzon took his own move? And I wouldn't. I still won't shut up about this. I'll be talking about this for a year from now. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he almost died. He got. He, I mean, he was fucking dead. We thought, right? Well, in, yep. it, in this in this match, he takes the move and kicks out, <laughs> and then he loses to the Dominator. So I just and and then the other thing is, is where's Master Watto? Nowhere to be found. Doesn't well, care. I mean, he was in the previous match, but. Yeah, even still, come on. He doesn't fucking care. Oh, what a what an asshole. <laughs> He'll be back soon, by the way. Uh, it, it was a busy week this week. I wasn't able to get a hold of him, but I got some questions for Watto, so he'll be back on real soon. All right, cool. I look forward to that. And let's go to our next match. Um, I talked about it a little bit because I feel like I have to because it's the awesome Mr. Bread, Satoshi Kojima versus Slapnuts. And uh, I say that because Slapnut's ass face comes out with a fucking guitar. So now he's rip- now he's ripping off like Ric Flair and a Ric Flair ripoff. So that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I knew someone was going to get Elka bonged with that guitar. So uh, I'll keep waiting for that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and I don't know if I, I don't know how many matches like this Mr. Bread's been in. I haven't seen that many, but I thought he was freaking cool here. Like elbow drops onto a chair, puts slap nuts through through the ladder, lariat to the back of the head in midair, and I felt like uh, Kojima was kept pretty strong in this match. Like, uh, actually, out of all the dads, I feel like they made a, make a bit more of a concerted effort to keep Kojima strong, more strong than say the other dads. Is that just me? No, you're right. He's got more left in the tank. I mean, maybe Makabe is comparable, although he hasn't really been around lately. You know, he could have been in this spot mm-hmm. too, but I, I think mm-hmm. you're right. 
Yeah. Um, look, the only problem I have with this match is I wanted it to be a one-sided beating, but of course it, it isn't going to be. Uh, and of course, yes, the uh, person nobody wanted to win uh, won. Let me tell you my thoughts real quick, and then I have a question for you about this, Luke, that I, I really want to hear what you have to say. So, Kojima hit a flying nothing to the outside and got all of it, which was amazing. And one of my favorite parts of watching this match, though, was watching Ref Chumpy keep forgetting that he can't do anything. So, he's like, I'm going to... You can't... Hey, I'm... All right. And he just kind of ends up standing there impotently and watching, and it was really funny to watch him. Um, he also, before the, uh, before the match, he was preparing his hands. Like, you know how like CM Punk used to do that weird thing with his hands? Like Chumpy's doing that, getting ready, like practicing, like counting. <laughs> oh my funny. God. Um, okay. So all, all he did was check on wrestlers the whole time and then count at the end. But yep. Shithead took all kinds of hellacious bumps. What is what I, I want to see that. This has the hallmarks of like all your kind of like standard street fight matches, including, you know, ladder getting set up that's not used until later when you're supposed to have forgotten about it. Um, you know, yeah. uh, guitar spot, table spots, chair spots, all that. Shithead wins. But my question, I, I really thought this was fun. It's not my favorite style of match. Again, I, I'm not a big fan of this. And this is much more fun if you're there and close to it. But. Luke, what do you think about this match type showing up in New Japan? Do you want to see more of this, or are you done with this? What do you think? I don't mind. It, like they don't. I don't think New Japan Pro Wrestling pulls this kind of match out enough for me to be a bit like, oh, I'm tired of this. So every now and again when they pull it out, I'm like, yeah, all right, I can get behind it. Plus, it's a way for um, Mr. Bread to be able to go, because he's an older gentleman, it's a way for him to go toe-to-toe with uh, someone like fucking someone over 20 years younger than he is and you know still kind of look good so it's a kind of i guess it's a kind of a way to protect mr kojima i guess however yeah i i I wouldn't mind a few more of these every now and again i don't need it to be as i said every show but once in a while yeah I, I like that this was for a reason you know obviously yeah if you go to a random house show they'll be like dolph ziggler and, and Sami Zayn are having a street fight tonight. Why? We don't fucking know, you know? And that's kind of... So, obviously, they built to this, and it made sense storyline-wise. As long as they do that, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to enjoy yeah. it, you know? And you're right. It does protect Kojima. So, that's that's one... They used it properly. Gato is not going to use this shit improperly. But, I, you know, I don't want to see a lot of this. And <laughs> just every once in a while, like you said, let's... let's uh, was it variety is the spice of life, but you know you, you gotta you gotta focus on one thing every once in a while, right? You gotta think like variety is the spice of life, but you gotta also remember that some spices are shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this this was not a a shit spice. It had a little bit of shit in it, and but you know shithead was fine. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was really solid. I thought it was a lot better than the uh, previous match, which was uh, um, Grado Laundry versus Tenzan, and yeah, that's fine. Now, <clears throat> holy shit, Mr. Andy, we're up to the fucking main event. I, I, want, I want you to start this time because, I don't know, sometimes I, I'll just talk about how I felt like watching the match and stuff like that, but I think you're a little bit more experty than me with uh, breaking shit down sometimes. So yeah, dude... I hope you're all right. We're starting yeah, this time, no but problem. yeah, Shingo, Shingo Takagi, the bad motherfucker champion versus 
Hiroshi Tana fucking Hashi. Oh my god. I watched this a couple times. Um, this yeah. match, I you know I was real busy on Friday and I decided I would stay up the whole night and I was almost busy right up until the show started. Believe it or not, I was at an undisclosed location doing secret pro wrestling stuff actually. And uh, yeah. you know I got home and I start this show Thoughts and on I was like fired up and then this match started and it just. It was a really slow start, and so it sucked the wind out yes. of me, and, and I fell asleep. And um, you know, but I watched it two more times since then. All right, and so you got ELP on commentary, you got Hiromu on Japanese commentary. That's no big deal, but that's something to mention. And Tanahashi, like, there's this real slow beginning where they're just kind of feeling each other out, and it's it's kind of long. It's a little long, you know. Uh, Tanahashi's working over Shingo's left knee the whole match, and it takes a while for Shingo to start going after Tanahashi's leg, which is what he should have done from the beginning and probably why the match goes the way it does. The match was missing something for me, it, like, and then halfway through, something happens. Tanahashi starts hitting these brutal inside uh, dragon screw leg whips and just stomping the shit out of Shingo's leg. And then it happens. Shingo drops Tanahashi right on his fucking dome with Last of the Dragon. And it is... Made in Japan. Uh, made in Japan, excuse me. It is, uh, like, it's the bump you want to see. It's the one where you see, you go, oh my god, how is he not dead? It's fucking gnarly, dude, yeah. Um, and from there to the end, it's me it's super exciting and it's never as fuck. The, the first half of the, sh of the match is a is a uh, New Japan heavyweight style um, main event, which is not what the Never Belt is. So that kind of was getting me, you know what I mean? And, and that's why I was yeah. wondering, is Tanahashi going to be doing the Never style? And eventually they do. Um, you know, Tanahashi gets the kick out of the bump, pumping bomber. Uh, Shingo can't get much behind it because he's got the, you know, as much as he usually would because he's got that fucked up leg. And they both get big moments to kick out of, uh, you know, one or two things with, you know, false finish before Tanahashi hits a high fly flow and gets the win. Um you know, I was surprised that, that Shingo lost. I thought, you know, that that yeah. would be the thing is that, you know, Shingo would continue and this would be a big win for him. However, Kevin Kelly something said something at the very beginning of this that, that kind of made me it all sink into place. And, and this is something that actually goes back to Jay's email. And maybe I was all wrong about that. Maybe I'm not putting the cart before the horse or she wasn't because Tanahashi has never held the never belt. And so yeah. would, he, would they maybe give him a run with that, give him a run with that U.S. championship belt, and then he can retire, you know, at some point in the near future. I don't I don't think that's going to happen retire-wise, but I think he may get that those belts so that he can have that, you know, that notch in his belt, so to speak. I don't know. Well, I, I always thought, like, his new robe that he wears is kind of, uh, well, American-y looking. It's, it's got the red, right, and mm -hmm. blue on it. It's got a couple stars on it here and there. I was like, he's dressed as a new U.S. champion already. So, <laughs> yeah, there is that. Look, I, w I found myself not minding too much with the slow start, probably because Tanahashi went straight after Shingo's leg. He's like, he's cutting off the speed and momentum that Shingo would want to bring to the start of the Never Open match so Tanahashi can bring it to his level and slow it down. And kind of uh, work it out, work up from there. So I didn't, I didn't quite mind the slow start. It did take me by surprise though, because Shingo never matched. Like ding, ding, ding. Oh, they're smashing each other already. Holy shit! But yeah, the, so the slow start took me by surprise, but it really didn't bother me. I kind of trusted these guys to tell a really cool story, and they fucking they did. 
man, this Never title is something I watched this year. Uh, what's that? The second Never Open title match this year, and they've both been pretty fucking stellar in my opinion. Uh, I've seen this about twice myself. I'm not sure I'd put this above Cobb versus Shingo now, but it's pretty close for me. I, I kind of lapped it up. I loved it. it. Was It was one of those things where, all right, if I was thinking about it, am I disappointed? Will I be disappointed if Tanahashi wins? No. Will I be absolutely gutted, though, if Shingo loses? Absolutely. Because I'm like, uh, what do you do with Mr. Shingo after that? But I've had that. I've had that same thought about wrestlers all the time in New Japan. Like, fuck, Jay just lost big. What do you do with him now? And they always find something cool for him to do. So I'm not too worried. The only part that really worried me about this whole thing, Mr. Andy, isn't the match. I loved it. And I loved that they both stood up after the match, both hold up one finger each There's a, to indicate, let's do this again sometime. So, yes, please. Uh, please do this again. Uh, I'd, I'd love it. But the part that worried me, annoyed me, and bothered me, and I do not want, do not fucking want, Mr. Andy, don't want it, was Great Khan comes out and beats the shit out of Tanahashi. Right. And I'm just like, I haven't seen you do a never style match, dude. I don't. Nah, you you got the wrong Empire dude calling his shot here. And uh, look, I look at the three Empire dudes. I know two of the three have already held the never open title, but even still, like I'm choosing Jeff Cobb to be the you know the never guy in my group. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I've not seen anything by fucking Grado Laundry that, that makes me think. Uh, this guy can go toe to toe for for the never title against anyone, um, and I'm not saying he can't do that or he doesn't have it in him. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't watch him and think like this guy's going to kill someone, which is usually what I think of when I think of like <laughs> the never open title. And I and I and I know Tanahashi, the the handsome ace, has that title. But see, I've seen him beat the shit out of people, so it, it kind of works for me. Great Khan, yeah. Uh, in fact, if there's one part about this entire show I really fucking did not like was him coming out at the end. I understand, you know. Um, I understand why I left that for you because I knew, you know, you'd want to talk about. What's that Suzuki part. doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. He's he's staying low key right now for some reason, and there's a reason behind this though luke i mean you know okan's not going to lose twice to tanahashi if you know if history would tell us anything this would be where he would win um and if this does bring the thing that we were talking about earlier uh, the cheating to the never open belt i won't be okay with that so you know this could be a problem i understand uh however shingo has been on commentary every night after this so you know he's talking about something and i don't know what it is but who knows what's going to go on future in the future Future, but this is another sign, though, that Okan is going to be a guy. I mean, he's going to be a top guy at some point or at least top of the mid card uh, for a long time because he already got a shot at Tanahashi and he's going to get another one. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, no, because you've already lost to him, which means I might see you with the fucking never gold and what? Tanah's just like a, a, a one defense wonder. I don't know. I don't like that. This was supposed to be about elevating the fucking Nevergold, and then you bring Great Okan there. It's not elevating the Nevergold. It's just fucking 
bringing it back. No, don't like it. Well, Tanahashi holding that belt does elevate it. It, it does. It does. You know? Um, and maybe they'll think it'll elevate Okan if he beats right. Tanahashi for it. But I'd rather have... A, uh, look, you know what's... the? Imagine you've got Mr. Howard, Mr. Dave Howard. Imagine your favorite title in all of wrestling. And then imagine someone shit's got it. That fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm and... Uh, I yeah I uh, I've got nothing else to say. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Do you at least? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to me, the the second half of the match was never as fuck. Uh, what do you think? Never fuck, ne- never fuck seal approval on this match at least. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, yeah, absolutely. Look, <clears throat> does have that slow start, and I think it fit to the story because T- Tanner knows he's got this. That uh, Shingo is going to come full steam ahead, so I'm going to take this guy's legs out. And they, that was the whole setup towards the match in in, in the build up, wasn't it? It was like, all right, if Tanner's going to beat Shingo, he's going to have to outsmart him. And I think that fed into the, the the match pretty well. So yeah, never as fuck seal of approval for that. Um, the opposite of the never as fuck seal of approval for um, Laundry Okan, Jengis <laughs> you know, Laundry coming out, and. Uh, <clears throat> calling his shot for the never title yeah uh you've only won one high profile match fuck off you know it's interesting too when uh Genghis khan had to do laundry so he would take all the clothes and divide them in between his soldiers and, and each one would wash that set of clothes so yeah and uh and then kill four people <laughs> <laughs> but but that's before because then the clothes are all dirty you don't want to you know clean them and then kill somebody then you get all crap there's blood on all these clothes wash them now that ain't coming out yeah he was very hygienic i remember that uh specifically when i (laughs) was studying about genghis khan but yes all right let's do it this is sunday night this is the night after and this is where i'm like okay it's going to be a bit house showy now but it's all right because the other two main new beginning shows are the following week that's fine so here we go, Mr. Andy. We've got uh, Road to New Beginning again. We're back on the road. We've had a new beginning, but it wasn't the full new beginning. So now we're back on the road to New Beginning. My brain hurts, but we're in Corican again. We're in Corican for the rest of the shows that we're going to cover. It does look kind of empty and stuff, but I think this must be a venue that they can use a few times, I guess. That's why they've kind of kept using it, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they always intended to do all these shows at Corican. I don't know. But yes, we, we have Gabriel Kidd versus Yoda Suji. And as good as it is to see a Young Lions match, I saw this a bajillion times during the, what, G1? <laughs> yeah, a billion fucking kajillion times, everyone. Remember when we saw those fucking new Young Lions a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. For God's sakes. Get them TV ready. Fuck, and I need some new young lines. Yeah, kid spent a couple weeks in the LA jo- dojo, and he came back, so he can go back and forth. Gino and Robbie Eagles cannot. So I, I tweeted, I tweeted something about this on the Tweety, and Gino responded to me saying, "Going to Japan's not the issue; it's coming back home." Right. So yeah. And look, another another thing I wanted to bring up is Kevin Kelly's been doing a lot of these shows, so I think he can leave and come back, which 
I get it's crazy in my mind, but he can. But he's been staying in Japan. Could it be that he's been away from New Japan and all that for so long due to COVID and stuff that motherfucker's just like, look, I'm going to spend a couple months in Japan. Like, yeah. I'm going to make fucking money. Yeah. That's what he's doing, certainly. And, you know, he can do all that strong stuff remotely. And that's another reason why it sucks, you know, is because we heard what Kevin Kelly sounds like when he's trying to do this shit remotely or from the basement. And and he, <laughs> he just can't. He can't be the same. It's It takes... You know, when you hear something that's great, when you, you know, like the commentary at, at Wrestle Kingdom, it, it means that, you know, the surface level of that being great under that surface are a million factors that all have to go right, you know, and a ton of work. And so that's why the commentary sucks. So he's doing that stuff remotely or it's all been taped, you know, months in advance, which is certainly true, too. And, and that's why he's appearing to be in two places at once. Yeah, same with ELP, same yeah. with Kenta, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, look, it, it's an all right match. Um, I fucking did not write who won, but I think Yoda Suji w- wins because uh, tomorrow it'll go the other way. Yeah. Kid taps out like a bitch to the brab. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Like he does, you know. And then I, I just wanted to mention something here. I don't know if we talked about this before, but... You know, people in America, you know, the smart marks and everything, they'll always be like, man, there should be an off-season for wrestling so these guys can rest. Luke, don't the New Japan just kind of do that, right? They, they kind of let guys just have time off. And so, you know, for yeah. example, Taguchi's been gone for a little while, and he comes back. You know, and, and there's guys that are off right now that we don't see, and then they'll come back randomly. I mean, isn't this – this system is superior to just pretty much any other system as far as – allowing guys to get rest and then just randomly coming back, right? Yeah. What do you think happens, like, after the G1? There's no show for, like, two fucking weeks, mm-hmm. maybe three. Because, like, those motherfuckers, are, they, they, they're dead. <laughs> they just work their fucking asses off in uh, grueling fucking singles tournaments. So, yeah, I really like that. And they'll do things like they'll have the best of Super Juniors, but when the wrestling comes back after the best of Super Juniors... It, it a lot of the juniors will have a rest. Maybe the champ might not, and the challenger might not. But uh, you know, yeah, I like it. There's also another thing that uh, to consider here is they're not using all of their wrestlers every night, and that's also a thing for COVID. So uh, they they're definitely going to for this leg of the new beginning. The, the road to they've swapped a few wrestlers out so we've got some wrestlers coming back uh, i'm ta- i'm looking at uh, the dangerous techers here because they weren't there for most of the first part of the other tour i know taichi did commentary and all that but yeah it's a, it's it's a way to keep them safe uh health wise for, for covid and also yeah they get fucking beat up look at them go in the ring that's some hard work even if it's just uh, house show tags and shit like that well unless it's okada then i don't give him any credit well unless it's okada then he's a fucking Oh, we're going to speak about low-energy Akata today. Can't wait. It's my favorite yeah. subject. And <laughs> because of that fucking match that you chose for recommends. Oh. Man, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, some big low-energy. But oh. uh, I, can, I can... Okay. I, all right. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, all right. Now, next match, we've got Wato, Show and Honma, and God versus Bushi, Hiromu, Naito, and Sonata. And I'm like, wow, there's some loud canvas at the start of this one. Like, I can hear there. You heard that too? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, because 
I think Ibushi's got the you know the the long kick pads on, and w- when his leg scrapes the bottom of the canvas, you can hear it. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard that in wrestling before. Like, uh, unless I'm at like some local show and I'm so close that of course I can hear stuff like that. But on a televised wrestling show, I was just like, holy shit, there's not many people here. It's pretty quiet. I'm surprised I can hear this. I thought you okay. meant it was Hanma growling. No, no, no. <laughs> You can, <laughs> and I, I noticed this last time, but I've been noticing it again. Like Wato and Bushi are just kind of fucking. Do they like really not like each other? They're fucking. They're going for it. I really like. Excuse me. I really like it. They're uh, they're fucking each other up every opportunity they they can get, and I I I, I love that too. Uh, like all of Lij stumping a mod hole into Honma, loved it. Uh, really cool. I even sent you a tweet saying uh, I clapped, <laughs> and I did. And uh, really cool preview stuff as usual. Time bomb on Wato, and uh, Naito does an impression of Honma, and it rules. Yeah, yeah. He, well, and he also—I don't know if you saw this, but he had uh, in his post-match comments, his his they like somebody asked him a question, he just said. And just like walked away. It was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, this match is just all about the previews and killing Hanma. Um, and he growls a lot, and it's great. And show is late breaking up a pin in this match, and Hanma gets revenge at one point by hitting somebody with his nasty headbutt. And there's a lot of spots that involve more than two wrestlers, but they just are late, and it's just kind of like ah, it's like something's not right here, you know. And it's probably Hanma, but um, you know, <laughs> I, you know, it's fine. I'm ready. One of these things is not like the <laughs> other one. I'm just ready to, you know, I'm ready for this to start to turn over here, which it will soon. So we we only got a, about a week away from this. So that's uh, the thing. By the time these road two shows end, uh. Even the feuds that we're really super like into, we're like, all right, have your match. We're ready. <laughs> it's all good. We get it. It's going to be great. Is Yeah. And they, these first two matches, they just kind of lull me into a false sense of security. And I think this is, we've mentioned this before. You might see a show and go, oh, it's just a shitty house show. Nothing will happen. Sometimes things happen. So if you do invest your time and you watch the show, you, you get this fucking awesome surprise. And this is what happened with me. We've got the evil dick pimps uh, versus Okada, Ishii, and Yano. Uh, and I'm right. I'm like, want to keep... This is my note, right? As the match is happening and the ending hasn't happened yet, Mr. Mr. Andy. Want to keep evil fresh and cool? Have him interact with the rest of Bullet Club. I'm fucking sick of pimp juice. I don't even care if Peter comes back, he'll still suck. Oh my Send God. him to Strong. And, you know, there's not much to really talk about. It's one of the one of these matches. You've seen them. Uh, but Ishii pimps... Uh, pimps? Ishii uh, pins Yajiro. There's some cheering and all that. Uh, there's some, you know, posing by Chaos at the end of the match. And then fucking Jay White comes out and attacks Ishii. <laughs> and... Remember when I said if uh, if Kojima beats um, Dickhead, I'll scream so loud that the cat shits itself. Well, yes. the cat was was not in the room for this, but I did scream <laughs> fucking super loud. I was like, "Oh my god!" 
Charity, who's very low energy when it when she sees it's more of a house showy kind of thing than a big show, it will uh, just be on a laptop or something like that. And I was like, ah, and uh, made her jump. So yeah, that 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 was uh, it was funny. Uh, Gato looks happy as fuck. I scream and punch the air, and uh, yeah, cat doesn't give a shit. So oh my god, I just got super fucking excited. Uh, and it was perfect timing too because the same day that this particular show happened was the same day that the Royal Rumble happened. So about eight eight hours after the Rumble, where there must have been people on Earth being really silly, going, Jay might turn up in WWE, like it's the Rumble time. I remember, what, a couple of years ago, me included, like I got caught up in this too, like, oh, Kenny could, could turn up in the Rumble. He's not going to the fucking WWE. Get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Jay White is back, man. Woo! Yeah, um, obviously, uh, we were right on the money with this. I'll pat us on the back there, and, um, you know, I'm glad to see him back. He had a post-match promo, which we heard just a little snippet of at the beginning of the show, and it was great. So... He, you know, if you've ever read about any of these, like, doom death, like, de- what do you call these, like, doomsday cults, right? They'll be like, yeah. oh, the end of the world's coming. It's next week on Tuesday, right? And then Tuesday comes and the world keeps turning. And they're like, oh, I misunderstood. It's the next Tuesday, you know? And they're constantly moving the goalpost. And that's what Jay White does in this promo. He's like, he's like, I wasn't wrong about it being my destino and that I'd become God. My timing was off. <laughs> amazing so that was tremendous he's back to being full-on shithead and it's it's the best um i can't wait to talk about the next match he's in because i really enjoyed kind of some of the stuff that happens and man man. i'm just so happy he's back and i can't wait to see what he does next yeah like the promo was great he's like i wasn't wrong i just didn't have all the pieces (laughs) that piece is you Ishii, I'm going to put you down like a puppy and it's not going to be humane. Oh, it's fucking awesome <laughs> shit. Oh, man. It's, oh. So, it's so great, too, because, you know, storyline-wise, he should be going after Ibushi, you know? I mean, that's that's who he needs to go after. Or, or fighting Naito, then going to Ibushi, but that's not the plan. So, you know, we're going after Ishii, who he does have beef against, which makes perfect sense. However, you know, it's just funny how... He did such a great job at allowing us to kind of transition to this new storyline without even questioning it, right? Yeah, it's great stuff. And it makes sense. Uh, Ishii has been a roadblock for Jay White in two consecutive G1s. True. Uh, Ishii beat him both times. Then he beat him at uh, New Year's Dash. It's like this, you know, you've seen... Jay White kicked the shit out of Ibushi, Okada, Tanahashi, Omega, all these kind of big top stars, Naito. But this fucking stone pit bull motherfucker just keeps just beating his ass and he just can't handle it. Ah, oh, shivers. It's it's great. And I, oh man, I'm excited to talk about the next show. But before we do that, we have Doki, Al Desperado, Katamaru, and the Dangerous Techers versus... Uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, Jado, ELP, uh, and Taiji Ishimori. This is great stuff, and I'm, I'm watching this going like, all right, the other week they did one of these, and it was fucking Honda's moment. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at the lineup here, and I'm like, well, who, who needs their little moment here? Oh, surely it's Doki. And, like, 
I tweety asking if this is Don't Doki's moment like Honma, and I'm like, mm, no, not long after that, Doki taps out. <laughs> <sighs> but he takes a fucking beating in this, and it's uh, 15 minutes before a single elimination. So, you know, I thought they were building him up, but nope, it's not. It's Jard- Jardo's moment? He's yeah. Jardo's kind of knocked out. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, Tai Chi gets hit with the damn Iron Claw and he gets fucked up and then uh, Jado's draped over Tai Chi. One, two, three. What a bunch of douchebags Bullet Club is. Yeah, uh, I'm all in for this uh, Taker's Gorillas of Destiny thing now. I like I like it. Uh, the more that Suzuki Goon le- leans into this babyface thing, the more they're allowed to do cool stuff. So they're yep. becoming that like cohesive team, like Lij, you know. And and it's not they're not quite as cohesive as Lij, but they're getting close, man. It's awesome. And the shine section at the beginning of this match is just Suzuki Goon just cheating to beat up Tamatonga forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Giotto and Dookie resume their... And, uh, you know, and ELP tried to do some Kofi Kingston shit uh, where he landed on his hands instead of his feet, but Red Shoes is like, no, you're out. This is not WWE. Goodbye. So that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. My feet didn't touch the floor, and Red Shoes is like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Doki tried to pin... Um, uh, Tama Tonga a bunch of times. It's like, dude, that ain't happening, you know, which is yep. pretty funny. Although, so the ending of this, right, is that, you know, Tai Chi, a heavyweight, gets pinned by Giotto, a lifelong junior. That is very rare. We've only seen that in never matches and in the New Japan Cup this year. And other than that, it's it very rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And uh, fuck Bullet Club, man. They're assholes. It's great. I love it. Yeah, building them up to be the mega. I think uh, I think New Japan wants to focus on uh, Bullet Club being mega heels and also that. building up their new heel faction, the United Laundry. Well, and then we were talking then about slowly it a little t- bit. turning Suzuki Goon face. And yeah, well, I love you it. know, Wrestle Kingdom, all the baby faces won, so now we need to have like you know the the heels rise again, so to speak. So that's what we're doing. After the match, usually the winner cuts a promo. Jono. Of course, doesn't care, you know, and it uh, doesn't matter <laughs> to him. And LSJ, uh, he actually, no, not LSJ. I'm LSJ. CSJ. <laughs> yeah. he, he cuts a babyface promo, even though they lost. And he helps his best friend Tai Chi to the back. And they even have a doctor check on Tai Chi. <laughs> the, the, the era, the, the, the time of um, Zack Sabre Jr. going, I'm gonna win this win this type this. I'm gonna beat Naito in the G1. Then I'm gonna take the rest of the tournament off. Or we're gonna win these titles and then you just chuck them in the garbage. Yeah, that that guy is gone. Yeah. This this guy is like, you guys are bullshit tag champions and we're gonna fuck your shit up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, he also says he wants to be a singles champ and a tag team champ. And I'm like, yeah, I want that too. Yes, please. You know what's weird? I know he doesn't have that never style in terms of strikes great, and shit like though. that. He'd be great. Right? I'd love to see him in that mix. And also, you can always put Tai Chi in that mix too. Oh, hook it up to my mates. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really cool stuff. I want to see Doki versus Jado. <laughs> I want to see I want to see the uh, Suzuki Goon tag matches with Bullet Club, both junior and heavyweight. I know we've seen them before, but I'm really liking face... Suzuki Goon, <laughs> fucking, I can't believe, like, Bullet Club is so bad that uh, Suzuki Goon 
uh, have been turned face. So, yeah, it's just fucking funny. I love it. Hey, man, it so, was not that long ago that LIJ were the top heels. So, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it, it, it's got to rotate. Things got to change, you know? It's good. Yep. All right, so here we go. Uh, another night in Corican Hall, and we've got Gabriel Kidd versus Yoda Suji. Somehow I liked this match better than last night. It was good. And really good. Yeah. And uh, I know Yoda won last night, so tonight was Kid's turn. And with the double underhook. Or they have a name for that. Tanaki suplex or something like that? I thought they called it a butterfly something. I don't know. I just call it a double underhook suplex. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Anyway, the tr- transitions into that underhook look pretty rad too. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Gabe... Like the dreamer that he is, calls out Shingo. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> that was so weird. Yep. This this match has fantastic grappling in it, and the ending is amazing because like Kid wins with that suplex after he like does this like insane roll through counter that is jaws oh, excellent, and um, it's just like better than your average uh, young lions match. I would recommend seeing it. However, you don't have to, but I mean seeing Shingo. Uh, just sitting there like laughing like what the fuck are you talking to me about like uh, he he's i mean what what's he doing <laughs> don't get it i think uh young lines get beat up so much that they must like grow to like it or something i don't know but uh yeah <laughs> so next match we've got uh yuyo Omura and ryusuke jukuchi versus taiji ishimori and alp this was fun stuff, though Taguchi doesn't really do that much. He doesn't do anything. No, he doesn't do anything, does he? Yuya does most of the heavy lifting, and he fucking crushed it. And he has Ishimori and this gnarly-looking brab, and then fucking amazing selling with this from uh, the sudden death by Yuya, and, of course, uh, Bullet Club win. Uh, ELP was doing his walk-in-the-rope bullshit, and he jumps down, and you just slams him. He's like, fuck that. That ain't happening here. Uh, I like when he's getting these, like, mini comeuppance moments. That's good, because that's got to happen. If it doesn't happen, all that bullshit's for nothing. So you got to have yeah. that. Um, let's see here. Okay, so Bullet Club did this really cool move. Uh, you just got to get more spins in. So they did this, like, jumping knee UFO combo, which is, I mean, once they get that down, that's going to be fucking amazing. A, uh, you know, UFO is basically, like, where a guy's upside down on the shoulders, like, you're going to hit him with a burning hammer, and you do the airplane spin. And airplane mm-hmm. spin can be one of the most fantastic old-school moves ever. Uh, if you've never seen it before, before Cesaro was Cesaro, you know, um in a lost promotion that may not even be out there anymore, but he used to do the airplane spin and he would let go and continue to spin. And the guy would just stay on his shoulders. There's a independent wrestler in America named Thomas Shire. And he does that as well. It's so cool to see fucking love it. Um, let's see here. Yeah. It's just a really good, a really good, uh, match. Like you said. And I thought that the uh, selling at the end was pretty cool, uh, because Yuya was just dead, you know, like after he took that, you're right. He did a great job. Yep. And, yeah, low energy to Gucci there. So that was kind of weird to me. But, yes, the next match, we've got Wato Show, Hanma and God versus Sonata, Naito, Hiromu and Bushi. And uh, Hanma goes to this diving headbutt, and then Naito just walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Then they they stump a mud hole in him, and I love it. Then he's putting a brab. So, yeah, uh, it makes me laugh. Uh, It entertains me no end. So solid preview stuff. And yes, Bushi Watu kill each other again. But this is the reverse from last night where uh, 
you know, Wato loses the night before. This time it's Bushi's turn because, yes, they're in a feud, but they're not feuding over titles. And, yeah, so, yep, good stuff. My big takeaway from this match is... Who uh, beat him? If you Have you ever... You've seen the movie Half-Baked, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, the main character, Dave, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle, he goes to the to prison to visit his uh, friend who's in jail, who's like a kindergarten teacher, and he's trying to, like, pump him up, and he's like, show me your mean face, you know? And, and he makes this very silly face. Um, that's what Watto's mean face looks like. And uh, Watto came out with the mean <laughs> face, and it was pretty funny. Um, and, you know, I mean, just the shenanigans between Naito and Han are fun. Uh, Watto helped God kill Bushi, um, which is very yep. nice. You know, usually you ask God for help, but in this case, Bushi's out here trying to help God. So pretty cool. Good for him. And uh, I don't know. You know, it's just more more of the same a little bit and just some fun stuff here. Yep. Absolutely agreed. And uh, next we have a match where I'm just like, yay! <laughs> this match is incredible, and... Oh, man, let's just get into it. It's, it's Toriyanu, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tomori Urushi, and Kazuchika Okada versus Gorillas of Destiny, <sighs> Yujiro, Evil, and Jay. But with, with Gorillas of Destiny, you've got Jado uh, coming out. With Evil, you've got Dick Togo coming out. And with Jay White, you've got Gato coming out. So <laughs> Chaos is out fucking numbered. <laughs> Big time. And this match is another one of those uh, elimination-style tag matches. You can go over the top rope, uh, pins or submissions. And I love seeing the the, uh, the claw taped to Tamatonga's belt. That makes me laugh. Also, Tangaloa is back in that red outfit I like so much. Fuck yes. <laughs> Rocking the red. And uh, I like this at the start. Straight away, Ishii runs to beat up Jay. So, uh yeah, and I also liked that uh, Akata eliminated himself because he wants to beat up Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yano eliminates Jiro, and that's pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> then gets dumped by Jay. Uh, there's like... Uh, Ishii's beating up Jay and then shoves Jay through the middle rope so he can keep beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ishii-Jay stuff is wonderful. And fucking hell, there is some... You thought Hanma was getting trolled? Holy shit. That's nothing compared to the trolling that happens to poor Yoshihashi. You're like, poor Yoshihashi, fuck that guy. But <laughs> I'm like, amazing. oh, damn. This is the greatest it, even thing I ever. thought this was amazing. and But, jeez. So, you know, it ends up being Gorillas of Destiny and Jay White versus Yoshihashi. Because everyone else is eliminated. <laughs> but Goto and Ishii are still around. They're still hanging out outside. They're just watching their, watching their boy, right? Making sure nothing bad happens to him. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that, idiots. Because Gun's done, and then Jay pulls him up at a two count. Go, oh, how do you do that? Oh, I think he needs more punishment. <laughs> Ape shit. Two count. Holy shit. Whoa, look at that fighting spirit. Oh, dude, do the magic killer, guys. So they do the magic killer. This is the third finish Yoshihashi's taken in a row. Magic killer. And it's one. One count. Oh, my God, look at the fighting spirit. Oh, my God, he's great. And, you know, Jay White gets him up for the Blade Runner and Goto throws in the towel because Yoshi's just fucked, man. They're just beating a dead horse. But then uh, Gorillas of Destiny grab Goto and Ishii and then make them watch Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Jay starts cutting this fucking sick 
promo only to, only to stop himself and go, hang on a minute, grabs Ishii, Blade Runner, and then uh, the Bullet Club Challenge chaos for those six-man never golds. And I loved this promo because it's just like, so you, there's a, look at this, you know, he hands Tamatonga a belt, he hands Tam- Tongaloa a belt. He's like, where's my belt? This is, it's a, do the maths. It's six-man never open titles. There's only two belts. You guys don't even care about these belts. One of you don't even walk out with it. Which is a pretty fucking good point. Uh, Ishii did not come out with his title. Right. And, and Jay's just like, you don't want that belt, man. I'll fucking take it from you. Also, part of me thinks like Jay doesn't even give a shit about that belt. He only wants it just to fuck with Ishii because yes. Ishii got any shit. Mm-hmm. And is this belt kind of... Well, below Jay, yes, but the story is so good and it makes so much sense that I'm just like, yes, please, I love it. Plus, what's he going to do with that belt when he gets it? Like, imagine, like, I, it's going to be fun, whatever it is. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I thought this was fun because half the matches is uh, BC uh, killing Goto and the other half is killing Yoshihashi. So, I mean, greatest match I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm watching the uh, Yoshihashi uh, beat down, finisher, 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 finisher. I'm like, Andy's going to fucking go nuts for this. <laughs> and uh, I was right, yeah. I laughed fucking a lot. Awesome. Yeah. And it's funny, and- too. At one point, ELP was on, on uh, commentary, and when Jono cheated, his monitor went out, just like Kevin Kelly always says about Yano's, which is pretty <laughs> funny. They're starting to put it together a little bit and be pretty good. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, that's all this is. It's just the two guys I hate getting murdered. So, I mean, I fucking love this match. It's awesome. My One of my favorite guys is back, and he's he's killing a guy I like, but he's also killing two guys I fucking hate. So, you know, I'm all about it. And, I, you know, I, I do want to see what Jay White's plan is here. You're definitely right. He definitely just wants to fuck with Ishii. And um, who knows if we may not just get a DQ because he just wants to kill Ishii and then yeah. they challenge again and the story goes on for a while. But it'll be good stuff and it's going to lead to a great singles match, of course. What I liked is, though, all right, you got to kind of reset on Jay White a bit. You can't have him go up against God straight away because they just did 48 minutes in the Tokyo Dome. So you got to kind of give him something. And yeah, it's for the six band never titles, but here's a story around that and it's awesome. And I'm thinking like, Holy fuck, why couldn't they do that for Naito? But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I also wrote, like, in a parallel universe, I can see Naito and Jay being friends. Oh, Because <laughs> they're definitely. just, like, to troll people. Hey, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. You never know. It, um, anything can happen wrestling. And then uh, a couple more things. One, you just mentioned that 48 minutes in the Tokyo Dome. I forgot to throw in that... Um, the never open championship match between Tanahashi and uh, Shingo was the longest one in history, I think, according to commentary, because those matches are usually right around 20 minutes because you can't do that for 20 minutes. So, you yeah. know, for longer than that. And so basically the extra 10 minutes is that slow part at the beginning. And it's one of the few times that the never championship is in the main event spot. So it makes sense that it would have that extra time. I get it. Um, and then also, I was kind of looking through some old matches and stuff, and I came to realize that this elimination tag thing is a tradition that goes way back. I found matches from the early 80s that do this. So this is kind of a thing they've been doing a long time. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we should have, I should have written that down. Longest never open match in history. What was it, 35 minutes? Something, Something crazy like, like that. that? Yeah. 
It was pretty long. Fuck. Fucking insane. Well, and like I said, it's rarely in the main event. You know, so mm. it never really needs to be that long, you know? And so this time, it's in the main event, and you have Tanahashi. Those two factors together make it a long match. That's how that works, so. Yep. No complaints from me. All right, man. Here we are. Holy shit, we're up to the final night already. Uh, I say already. People listening are just like, hurry the fuck now. Um, no, they better not <laughs> be. All right. Fuck yeah, if, if you're listening to this going, hurry the fuck up. Why are you listening to us, man? Holy shit. Well, keep right. listening. You know, you may start yeah. like this. Who knows? Fuck you. Get some patience. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Back in Corican, and we got uh, our first match of the night. We've got Gabriel Kidd and Taguchi versus Yuya Omura and Yoda Suji. And, yeah, Taguchi is also on cruise control again. He doesn't even do a single butt bounce. Not a single ass hit yeah. on anyone. Dodo on Yuya. That's it. I think uh, something I was watching this match and I was thinking about something to say and stuff. And I was thinking, like, it's interesting. Um, you know, I've always mentioned how, like, violence is used as, like, currency in wrestling. Like, real violence. And what, what I mean is, is, like, if you screw up and punch me, well, I get to punch you back now. You know, that's how that works. And so, um, but in storyline, Young Lions um, would be dishonoring their opponent if they didn't beat the fuck out of him every chance they get. So, like, they have to do it. And they want to do it. And and they have to get beat up. And they want to get beat up. And it's so messed up. Like, if you tried to punch me right now, I would flinch. It would take a long time for me to not flinch. And then try to move my head forward so it looks more like you're going to punch me. And that's kind of what wrestlers do. They're amazing people. Yes, they are. And, man, like, Taguchi, not a single fucking hip attack. So, you could literally say... Ryusuke Taguchi couldn't be asked. Right. Uh, now, uh... Oh, boy. We... Yeah. Now they, now they turned it off. Just now. They were like, oh, boy, that's it. <laughs> so now we've got the evil king pimps, and I wish it was the evil king dicks, versus <laughs> Yano, Ishii, and Okada. Oh, look. This time Ishii brings his belt out. Mm. And, of course, he storms the ring right out, and he and uh, Jay probably rolls right out of the ring from Ishii. And then Yano and Akata just jump him. I'm like, oh, okay, holy shit. <laughs> this great it's great stuff here. This this oh my god. This Jay Ishii feud might be my favorite thing now. Because as much as usually my favorite thing is like, what's the Never title up to? I like what they're doing with that usually always, but Greater Khan just like um I feel like he we'll punched see, me in the nuts. We'll see what happens. Let's wait and see. Yeah, Tana that's true. Hashi's involved, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. But, uh, yeah, Goto at one point even leaves commentary, grabs Jay from behind, and then Ishii and Goto give him, a, like, a heel beatdown. I'm like, whoa! And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Yano hits uh, Yajiro with the fair play and the life makers for the win. And then uh, on his way out, Jay beats the shit out of some young Myers. And uh, he had a pretty cool backstage comment. Like, he's going, oi, fools me me and uh, Evil beating up, uh, you know, if, I hope Goto gets fined for that. Someone from the commentary team, we're not allowed to touch people on commentary and stuff because of all these COVID measures and stuff, but he's allowed to attack me. And what, where's, where's, where's all the young Lions and security to break it up? They're nowhere to be found. And all that kind of stuff. So it's a heel being a, a bit of a dick. He's saying, but he's got a point. If I do it, 
people try and stop me. If Goto does it, everyone just stands around and watches. So he's right. Yeah. Fuck Plus. Goto. I've been saying it for years. You know, um, I did notice Jay White had his OnlyFans shirt on, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> as soon as he got in the ring, he started to Im- intimidate the ref. And which is always a good thing. And like when you were talking about where Ishii runs in, immediately goes after Jay. Jay takes a powder to the outside, and Ishii's like, fuck that, and just chases him to the outside. So Ishii's not going to fall for any of this stuff. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. He's not going to turn his back on Jay, the point is. And so that's good stuff. Um, and apparently, yeah. part of the story is like Ishii was, Ishii in the backstage comments after uh, pinning Jay at New Year's Dash was like, dude. No matter what happens, collect yourself, get yourself together. You want to wrestle? I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. and now Ishii's just like, you motherfucker, I'm going to come and fucking kick your ass. Remember when Ishii was just chopping Ibushi for no reason, like after matches? I mean, he's he's like, yeah. on that was on like 7. Now he's on 10, so he's going to be a complete maniac. It's going to be awesome. I, I remember those matches because they're all standing around going, hey, we're all good. All right, yeah, shake hands. And then Ishii walks just up to Ibushi. It was one time Ishii went to swing and hit Tanahashi on the way to hitting Ibushi. And I was just like, holy shit. Uh, Ishii does not give a single shit. So, fuck yeah, that was awesome. I remember that quite vividly. Yeah, it's cool. When I was was watching this, I I was thinking about something. Mm -hmm. When is the last time Toriyanu was pinned? The G one? I mean, maybe in Might some, be. maybe in some random tag since then, but I think the last time he got pinned was the G one, and I think at this point he is the strongest wrestler in Japan. So just saying, uh, as he should be, he is the king of pro wrestling. And uh, you know, of course, my last note is that Goto, fuck him, and he's earning the hate now. Maybe everybody understands what I've been saying forever. These guys are piece of shit, and I didn't even recognize him. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Because he didn't have his like bullshit. I'm every wrestler ever all packed into one type of ret. I don't know. He's such a ripoff. And by the way, uh, ALP in, on commentary mentions that uh, there's this movie, and I've seen it. It's called Headshot. It's on Netflix, Mr. Andy. Yeah, tell me about and, this. And uh, in this movie, there's one scene in it that features uh, Hiroki Goto in a fight scene, and he dies. Yes. And uh, that's all ELP wanted to mention about the movie. Hey, yeah, everyone should check out Headshot on Netflix. Goto dies in that one. <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. That sounds like a fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I could see you just like looking looking up the timestamp just so you could watch that one scene. But it's a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. All right. <laughs> All right. So now we've got the dangerous takers, Doki, El Desperado, and Kanemaru versus Jado, Gorillas of Destiny, Ishimori, and ELP. And when you see ELP, like, kind of kiss his title at the start, it zooms in on the title, and the back of it, like, some of the glue's coming off a bit. Like, well, I think they need to fix that belt a little bit. And you could see it when he was making out with that belt, and I'm like, ew. Uh, okay. That's gross. But, yeah, uh, Taichi's trying to get his claw back, but uh, there's just nothing but dunny paper in there, which is uh, Aussie slang for toilet roll, everyone. And the toilet roll says, uh, backer. So, uh, I had to do a quick Google for that, and that means fool. So, I felt pretty foolish for not realizing that. Uh, also, ELP on commentary likes to rag on wrestlers for wearing a shirt. Yeah. ELP's wearing his t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a giant hypocrite. It's hilarious. Yeah. 
What a fucking asshole. And you know he did that on purpose. <laughs> just to troll. So I fucking love that. Uh, Tama Tonga is like turning into the Joker in this match. Yeah. Too. So uh, that's pretty fun. It's really cool stuff. Taichi is fucking so fired up. And Suzuki Gun are being cheered like crazy. As crazy as people can be cheered in this era of New Japan. But uh, sudden death on Doki. And then, uh, <laughs> and then as Doki's laying down on the ground, Jado comes in with the kendo stick and just <laughs> starts whacking him. <sighs> but there was also a Doki Choki in this match. Doki Choki! There it is. There yeah. was. Um... At the beginning of this match had two very interesting points. One was that on his way to the ring, uh, uh, let's see here, Zack Sabre Jr., not Luke Sabre Jr., he uh, he saw the shaved head young lion, the new guy, and he was like, who's this dickhead? <laughs> and he stood there and he kept going back and being like, who is this dickhead? And it's like, are you new? Who are you? Which I thought was funny. And then Kevin Kelly... I mean, I love Kevin Kelly. Don't get me wrong. But when he says stupid-ass shit like this, it makes me want to just, like, cancel my subscription, cancel the podcast, and just sit <laughs> and ponder. And he suggested that some people, I don't know who these fucking people are, think that Tai Chi's theme song isn't the greatest song ever written, sung by the greatest singer of all time. That's fucking absurd. And uh, Usually... What is- Usually I would give Kevin Kelly some slack because he's doing commentary by himself, but that is a fucking gross overstepping of his commentary powers, and uh, I think we need to see a Twitter apology. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I mean, he needs to get cancelled over this. It's fucking bullshit. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tonga, you know, like you said, he pulled this little trick with the, you know, the poop. Uh, paper in the bag or whatever which is fine he just was laying it on a little thick for my taste it was just if the crowd had been cheering that would have been much more easy to swallow for me but because it's just silence (laughs) it's kind of his like joker routine like you said was a little much for me just my opinion but we'll see what happens he's always been like that though so that's not like new it's it's just when he had face paint and a crazy beard, it kind of fit a little more. You know, it's just kind of what it seems like to me. But this is fun yeah. stuff. Um, you know, we did get Tama, Tonga, and Tai Chi brawl to the back, too, uh, while, you know, the shenanigans with Jado and Doki and the kendo stick are going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are we really getting Jado versus... We are. It's next week, yes. isn't it? Yeah, of course. I don't know if it's Fuck set it yet, but I, we're going to get it. Why would they not give us that after all this? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I want it to be kind of like no DQ so I can just whack each other, but uh, just, just like whack them all the whole match. <laughs> we just had that match, though. Now all of a sudden, every, you know, every month we're going to have a DQ, a no DQ match? Uh, I know. I like, I don't need it to, I just need it to be some kind of, I don't know. They're, they're, they're definitely going to hit each other anyway, and whatever. And they'll probably either do it behind the ref's back or in front of him because they don't care. Well, so, it, doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. it doesn't bother them. It doesn't matter to them. Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. All right. So our second, well, I don't know. This is it. Is it? No, this is the, the semifinal. Nope. There's one, one more match after this. Yep. So we've got Sho and Honma versus Naito and Hiromu. We've done absolutely every combo with these eight dudes, haven't we, I think? Yes. But uh, that's all right. I'm still kind of entertained by them, but uh, you've got a spear by Sho right away, which is really cool. Great preview stuff, and 
oh my god, they're still doing this Honda stuff, and like, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, like, I'm still watching this, I'm like, alright, I'm, I'm enjoying Naito just pouring salt on him, but I'm just thinking, Yano's not in a major feud right now, I don't, fuck the Texas champ, get, get out of here, I don't give a fuck about that, that's uh, Owens, by the way, uh, Chase Owens, and I'm like, well, Toriano could be wrestling Naito right now. Uh, by the way, what's Monaro Suzuki doing? Maybe he just needs a rest or something, dude. Like, why not? That's fine. Um, he's older dude, works his ass off. So, yeah, fine. Okay. But I, then, heard, they, I heard that he's investing in a gym. Um, you know, oh he my a God. little time off to, to do that. So. Uh, I know, you're just... That's not true, is it? No, no. you're just mentioning that because... Uh, the dads have a gym across the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is fun stuff. But yeah, just now every time I see Yano and Naito and notice that Suzuki's absent, I'm like, well, even Makabe could be in a feud with Yano or something. Anyone. He's too busy eating burgers and and you know yeah, and enjoying that yeah. rich mayonnaise. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you fucking? Oh my god! You just saved me saying rich mayonnaise. Is that some kind of AMSR thing you put on your head? Oh my god! Never mind. No. All right, so it's not. <laughs> Naito pins Honma for like the fucking millionth time, <laughs> and uh, post match, fucking someone's unscrewed the base of Hiromi's trophy, and I'm oh, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> of course, it's Naito, and uh, I thought he broke it for a second there, so we were going to get a no winged. Uh, trophy but uh, and no, he had he broken apparently it before screwed back on but yeah yeah that made me laugh yeah. oh, they, they did a, nice a full on there. like mark's brothers routine after the match which is yeah. great um yeah. okay so while we had show his plan was to try to like get a quick win by isolating hiromu and using a double team so they're like you know teaming up on hiromu and just fucking him up um, but LISJ's plan is better because it's to isolate Hanma. Um, so, <laughs> yep. um, and, and Kevin Kelly, you know, he sees Naito lean over the ropes Tanahashi style and do a complete bullshit tag in. And, and, and Kevin Kelly's like, oh, okay, so we're just going to let that happen? And he's like, well, it's Ref Chumpy, so I guess it is. You know, he, like, blames Ref Chumpy for that. I saw Phoenix do a tag on AEW this week. Where it wasn't even over the top rope, it was through the bottom rope. Through the ropes, the tag. and I was just like, Aubrey Edwards, how did you fucking say that was okay? That's <laughs> that's not a tag. All right, who cares? We just, used just to on my old show, we used to call that a Canadian tag through the ropes because you're crossing the border, you know. And um, we had a lot of fun with that. So uh, yeah. any any move or anything that happened through the ropes was Canadian, just for no apparent reason. So because uh, <laughs> you you know you you get you do all these shows and you run out of things to call things so we just made that up we thought it was funny so um uh let's see here Can yeah, canadians hit... uh send all your letters to mr andy yeah right. please uh, hanma hit a superplex on naito and it took him forever mm -hmm. and then he almost kills himself taking the destino which is great and then i noticed something that i've noticed forever but never really said out loud and that is that Naito's tassels on his boots make him seem like he's moving faster and they like make his insiguri and all his kicks and stuff just like give it that little flourish. I really love it. I don't know. I thought that was fun. Maybe that's why he has them. You better but believe yeah. it. <laughs> so our main event, it's uh, God and Wato versus Sonata and Bushi. And uh, God is wearing his belt this time. 
So, yeah. And then uh, I, I, I don't usually do this, but Chris Charlton had a translatey tweet on the Tweety, and it, uh, it said, uh, Shingo thinks that uh, the RPP stands for real PP. <laughs> I mean, we'll ask him. It could be. He's a little immature. I don't know if you've noticed that. He, he thinks, Who, Shingo? Yeah, well, his main, you saw his mean face. You know, he can't quite make it <laughs> so still growing up. So, yeah, I reckon Wato and Bushi will have a pretty pretty good match, judging by yeah. the... By all their previous stuff, they've they've been uh, they've been kicking each other's asses nonstop. It's really cool stuff. I like to see that. I did see Wato to a zigzag at one point. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. And uh, Wato and God double double team stuff was really fun too. So uh, I really like that. And then uh, double kick to Sonata's head. They, yeah, they do this like double kick to both sides of Sonata's head. Awesome, awesome stuff. But of course, skull end on Wato to finish up. I have a few notes on this. Um, this match is all about convincing the audience that these, you know, matches are good. The future singles matches are going to be great, and they do a great job of it with this one. Watto does this like fancy zigzag, like you're saying, and uh, that's because he knows he's probably going to be mid card for life. Um, and then uh, let's see here. Sonata makes Watto tap out. That's the end. And there, there's this funny part where Ibushi and Watto double kick Sonata. You talked about that. And Watto's legal. So he can't decide. He goes down after the kick and he can't decide whether he wants to sell down or hype up the crowd. And then God commands him, come on, come on, come on, and points because he's supposed to be pinning the guy. <laughs> he like forgot he was legal. He got all fired up. He's in the presence of God. That happens to you, you know? So um, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, dude. Uh, and look, he might he might very well be mid Carter for life. But I see a young young guy that they're putting in uh, main event spots with God and Tanahashi, and uh, I think he's fine. A little inside joke there. Uh, Lexus Montez, a friend of the show, does the zigzag sometimes, and I named that for him the mid card because he's mid card for life too. So. <laughs> hey, uh, as long as you're getting, you know, steady, constant work, man. I think you, you know it's all good. He's a big Dolph Ziggler guy. So <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He loves Dolph Ziggler. So, and I mean, Dolph Ziggler is mid card for life too. So, you know, not everyone has amazing taste, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Dolph can fuck off. Um, yeah, he's got like the stupidest name in wrestling and i don't know man like if if he was ever going to do anything his opportunity was like a decade ago yeah well that's when he liked them from so and and oh, okay, know, it's yeah. not it's not all Dolph's fault cuz he's been the most stop start wrestler of all time it's he's always the example i bring up when i talk about how stopping and starting storylines with wrestlers damages their character you know 10 yeah. years later you're like fuck that guy <laughs> yep <laughs> this is awesome well luke we had uh you know we have our, our match recommends we're about to get to um is there anything else you want to talk about from the week of wrestling i mean there was all kinds of fun stuff i think we did a pretty good job covering it all i do i do think we did that and there's also uh there's also going to be a hour-long show uh coming up in, in america or something like that it's just like some oh yes we forgot on to Roku mention. or something like that? Yeah, so there's this this app or this thing, you know, a streaming thing called Roku, which is like uh, Amazon Fire Stick or Chromecast. 
And um, I, a lot of people watch New Japan on there because uh, I think there's an app on there. But now they're going to have a weekly show on there on Thursdays. And it will, you know, I already I said this about Strong before it came out. But it, this time they got to be like the old Axis show where it's showing old matches or current stuff that's like a month old. You know, that's probably what I think it is. However, I could be Do you wrong. mean like Hulu style? Like, um, yes. Yeah. Like, rather than show you the whole Raw or SmackDown, they'll just give you some highlights and whatever the fuck? Well, they'll repackage it. The old Axis show would be like an hour-long show where they'd show like two big matches or maybe one. And around that, they would package like interviews or, you know, things to kind of let you know why this was important or what, what this shit is. So they, they just kind of right. put it into context for you so you're not just watching a match, you know? Okay. Well, if that's what it is... Um good because that means i won't have to watch even yeah. more wrestling i know that sounds pretty bad to say but when you watch a lot of wrestling sometimes what you don't want more of is more wrestling because yeah, it can ruin it man I, I know i know it sounds kind of counterintuitive because you and i be wrestling fans but you get it i think everyone who watches wrestling for any length of time experiences some form of yeah, that's too much, man. I need to watch my uh, regular TV shows at some point. I mean, shit. Luke, have you watched this? Uh, no. There was fucking five <laughs> New Japan shows and AW on this week. What do you think I fucking want now? Yeah, so. <laughs> I love cheesecake. I don't want to eat cheesecakes for three hours a week, you know, every week. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, very true. What was your match recommend this week, Luke? All right. So I, uh, I uh, did a, a very shallow Google for really awesome tag matches and this one came up so it's tongue-tied uh yep i'm out of liquid yep okay cool uh you haven't heard me drinking tonight so that's pretty good all right and not much screwy no one cares all right so spring flare up 87 <laughs> uh so it's uh from march 1987 it's at corican hall it's an iwd iwdp iwgp tag team championship match it's uh, the finals of some kind of tournament or something like that. We've got Keiji Mudo and Shiro Koshinaka versus Akira Maeda and uh, Nobuhiku Takada. Damn. Now, three of these men I don't think I'd ever seen wrestle before. And this is going to sound really awful, but it's in Japanese and three of the men I've never seen before. So I knew you know, I had to kind of figure out, all right, Who's who? All right, that's Keiji Muda. All right, so the other guy's Shiro Koshinaka. And this is going to sound really awful, but I don't know which one's Akira Maeda and which one's Nobuhiko Takada. And it's it's all in Japanese. They're dressed similar, too. They're dressed, They're dressed exactly the same. Similar. They're dressed Suzuki style, you know, black trunks, black, uh, black boots, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if that sounds bad... That's on me. That's fine. However, I thought this match was uh, pretty fucking good. What do you think of it? I love this. I love yes! this. Um, yes. So, okay, it's at Kurgan Hall, and it is fucking packed more than I've ever seen it. I mean, both these yeah. matches we're going to talk about from last week are at Kurgan Hall. They're both packed, and they both have hot crowds for different reasons. Um, 
I'm going to butcher names. I'm not as good as Luke. I'm sorry. Uh, Moeda and Takata, they're the founders of the second generation of UWF, which is the one that most people know about. That's where the UWFI rules come from, and they are shooters, man. You know, so uh, UWF was like a, you know, they some people refer to it as like a three-quarter shoot promotion. Yes, the matches were f- fixed as far as who was going to win. However, these guys beat the fuck out of each other. You see a lot in this match. Um, it's also the finals of the tournament, like you talked about. Um, early Muda has so much snap to everything he does. That's one of the things that I love about Kenny Omega. If you watch a Kenny Omega match, when he does a move, there's like the snap to it. Like, for example, when he does the uh, the moonsault thing, you know, the the you'll never get or you'll never get away or whatever he says, he does this like fucking snap to the moves that makes it just like seem mm-hmm. more, more impactful. And Muda is so good at that when he's young. As he gets older, he slows down. He still has it. But here, he is like a fucking walking spring. It's insane. Um... Early, he's taken a ton of punishment here, as usual, like we've seen in many of his matches. And it's a very Japanese-style match. Strike combos, a power move, and then a hold seems to be like the pattern. The UWF uh, guys definitely get more offense in for most of the match. with the like Because it, it's basically, this is a promotion war. And the New Japan yeah. guys are kind of fight from underneath, trying to get submissions and, and kind of you know trying to get roll-ups and stuff. Um, but at the same time, the New Japan team doesn't ever feel like they're out of it. They always feel like they have a chance here. Um, their guys are fucking laying it in. I mean, head kicks are landing and shit, and it's unbelievable. The crowd pops at the simplest things. In fact, uh, at one point, I think it was uh, Kashinaka is in a headlock. Uh, Moita takes him into the ropes to shoot him off the ropes, and 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 Kashinaka goes to a knee, and the crowd is like, Wah! loses their mind because he stopped an Irish whip. <laughs> That's old wrestling though, That's isn't it? Fucking amazing. Uh you know there's a little or sometimes a little more like stank put on every move as you would put it. <laughs> and yep. uh there's a ton of uh let's see here what's that say uh there's a ton of pins that are broken up but eventually shiro gets that win with the sneaky pin i fucking loved it dude thanks for recommending this one i never would have watched this This is fantastic so my next pick uh, we'll get to your match in a tick but my next pick isn't what i was tempted to do they have another these four men have another match on uh, new japan world so i might save that but uh, i chose something else but yeah uh i I think this match has aged super well as well. There's sometimes old wrestling can be a bit dated uh, because it's just a slower style, just different time, all that kind of stuff. But this match, just hard hitting, fast paced, all action. It was great shit. There's that Moeda guy was in a match, a legendary match with uh, Andre the Giant that was in New Japan where they couldn't figure out the finish before the the match and Moita didn't want to uh, I'm, I'm not saying his name right I'm sorry he didn't want it he didn't want to lose and neither did Andre so he just starts shooting on Andre and eventually the ref calls it because Andre just can't move anymore and that's not on New Japan World and I want to see it so bad so <laughs> I want to find that so we can watch by it by the way speaking of shit that's not on New Japan World one thing I wanted to look up was a match between uh, Muda and Kishin Liger from 96. Right, yeah. It's not on New Japan World. Wow, okay. 
Yeah, it, that, that kind of surprised me. I'm like, surely they got like most of Liger stuff in there. He's so huge. Uh, no, I'd say they've got a lot of 90s gaps, uh, New Japan World. Uh, what the fuck? There's, Upload that shit, There's IWTP <laughs> Heavyweight Championship matches. They're not on there. And so I, I get it. Maybe there's some limits of what they have. Maybe the quality of it's too poor to put up at this point. And I know they're adding stuff yeah. all the time. They just don't really advertise it, you know, and you don't really get to see it until you search for it. But yeah. Um, and, and Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton just did a bunch of commentary on a bunch of classic matches that should be coming out soon, too. So, oh, you know, cool. Um, cool. but I was looking. There's a bunch of matches with that Moita guy or my however you say his name and i want to fucking watch those because that guy was kicking everybody's head off i like it yeah yeah so uh i might uh i might peruse their second match together that didn't not come up in uh best of so maybe it wasn't as good or i don't know man but all i know was that was fucking awesome uh what was your <laughs> your match recommend mr andy well my match was um it's from april 8 2012 it's kurgan hall it's a six match on the 40th anniversary show it's captain new japan versus the champ kazuchika okada and this was right you know this was uh okada's like second run with the title he was a fucking massive heel and the crowd yeah, is solidly behind captain new japan and it's probably the best moment of his entire career what'd you think luke well, you saying that kind of puts it into perspective here. Maybe it's not low energy Carter. Maybe it's a Carter going, I'm fucking wrestling this guy. He's a heel, yeah. I, yeah, so maybe there's a bit of that. So, uh, you know, that that's fine. But I like how uh, Carter gets in the ring and just, like, brushes past him too. And <laughs> Captain New Japan's Captain New Japan outfit looks like the Captain America outfit in that shitty 90s yes. Captain America movie. Like, just like that, just in New Japan colors and with the New Japan logo. He's even got a fucking shield, too. This guy's a goof. Aww. And uh, <laughs> I, I like me some goofs. That's fine. But uh, <laughs> part of me thinks, like, I don't think this is how Okada expected to spend the 40th anniversary of New Japan. But, <laughs> yeah, so, like, shouldn't he have been wrestling the junior champ at the time? Or did that start later, that tradition? I don't I don't know. But uh, I, uh, there's a couple points where, like, I, 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 I still expect him to pull out the money clip. But this is long before then. There's this one-legged drop kick that he does to the back of uh, Captain New Japan that always knocks him the fuck out. Captain... Captain... Uh, New Japan even gets in a, a fucking Uranagi. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but, man. You know, Tombstone, Rainmaker, Okada wins. <laughs> hey, so you didn't like it, I guess. It it was it was fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, f- I love this match because Okada <laughs> puts Captain New Japan over big time. He lets him get all kinds of shit in. That's more shit than than Captain New Japan will ever get in in any match ever is in that one right there. And uh, unless it's maybe when he was younger and was not Captain New Japan, uh, it's it's like his last hurrah before he kind of rides off into yeah. the sunset, you know, and and becomes just the complete jobber and joke that he is. Uh, but you know, I just wanted to expose our audience to Captain New Japan because when I first started watching New Japan wrestling, I was like, this is the fucking most ridiculous shit ever, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, you do. What's your yeah, recommendation you for next week, Luke? All right. So we're going to... Well, look, I, I, try, I was going to make it Kishin Liger versus 
uh, Keiji Muto, or whatever name Muto was using at the time, and couldn't bloody find it. Wasn't even a, I couldn't even find like a daily motion or something of it. So, all right, well, let's let's do something else kind of big. So I chose Masahiro Chono versus uh, Keiji Muto at the G1 Climax Final in 1991. Did we do this already? I don't think so. Okay. Holy shit, did we? Pretty sure we did. I'm happy uh-huh. to watch this match again because I'm pretty sure we did Chono versus Mudo a long time ago, but maybe not. You know, um, either way, it's fucking awesome. And I, any chance to watch Chono in his prime versus Muda in their prime, that's fucking bomb shit right there. Yep. What year so, is it from? 1991. Okay. Because I think this is the first G1. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely did this match before. Oh, fucking fuck. You know what? My my next pick that my next pick for next episode then is uh, Keiji Mudo and Shiro Koshinaka versus Akira Maeda and Nobuhiko <laughs> Takata. Uh, if you type in all four of their surnames, just the surnames and nothing else, press enter. Only two matches turn up. Uh, click on the second one. <laughs> <How's> <laughs> okay, that? that works too. You know, so. fucking covered myself pretty good there. All right, Absolutely. So, uh, all right, let's do that. Um, well, then, I'm going back to even earlier than that, Luke. We're going back to the Tokyo Dome for my match in February 10th. This is an infamous match. This one is has the classic match format with English commentary and everything. And this is actually an interpromotion match. It's for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And <coughs> it's all Japan representative Stan Hansen, the Western Lariat versus Big Van Vader. This is that match. The one you've heard about, the oh one where God, something yes. happens, and uh, you know, a not safe for lunch match. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yep. I've heard about. Even I've heard about this match. Yeah, <laughs> we got. It. I'm not even. I'm not even going to tell 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 anyone. But yeah, uh, we'll yeah it's not 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 for the squeamish and uh, like we're serious. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking. This is some insanely violent shit. And I want well, to yeah. talk more about Vader because we don't ever talk about him. And his run in New Japan is so crazy. You know, he showed up and squashed Anoki, the only guy to ever do it, you know. And and they really put him over huge. And he was a big star. And not many, many people hear that. They say, well, what's the cliche? Oh, I was big in Japan. You know, that's the cliche. Well, man, there are some really, I mean, you know, Stan Hansen and, and guys like Vader, they were huge in Japan. Like, you have no idea how big of stars these guys were, and it's so fun to go back and watch. What year? It is from 1990, February 10th, Tokyo Dome show. So this is not right. the Wrestle. This is not Wrestle Kingdom. It's before that, no. and this is like a big. Um, I can't remember what the name of the show is overall because they, they they they're always confusingly named. Uh, but basically, this is a big inner. Uh, kind of inner um, promotional like rivalry between all Japan and New Japan, and I think other promotions are also involved in this, and it's like a big all day thing. And so the the you know this is the ninth match of this show, but there's several shows all on the same day. Uh, of course, we're just watching this part, but uh, I mean it's it's fucking it's really really scary. So yes, I love it. I hope. Fuck! I've not watched this one either. I've heard about it, but uh, yeah, I've I've never seen it. Uh, shit! I can't wait. 
it's going to be nuts. Yeah, so that's that's it. I think we we uh, shot our bolt, Mr. Andy. Wow, and I thought we wouldn't have that much to talk about, and it turns out, uh, yeah, uh, we were wrong. So that that the extra day this time kind of worked in our favour. So uh, thanks for your patience, everybody listening, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we do appreciate it. Anything else you want to say, Mr. Andy? No, I don't. Well, maybe one more thing. All right. But it's after what the thing you say. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, well, in Gator, we trust. Let's shoot up, baby. <laughs> <laughs>